Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alrighty, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for the second half of our show tonight. Uh, of course, it's uh, it's time to break down the Steelers' perspective, and once again, you're listening to Know Your Enemy. My name's Michael Beck. My co-host is Jeffrey Benedict, and Jeffrey, what the heck is going on with the Steelers? This seems to be uh, quickly uh, spiraling out of control. Can you can you give me some some something to just kind of talk my spirits up here? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the with a little bit of of a of a bright side here. Um, when you look at our schedule right now, we've lost. We're, we're obviously one and three. All four teams we faced are three and one. All of them are three and one so far at this point of the season. And really, we've been in the games. I know losing to Cincinnati never is okay. There's no like silver lining there but they're a better team now this is not you know the Cincinnati we're used to so I I don't think it's as bad I don't think it's as a big deal uh and I think we've been in the games and no I I hesitate to say we're in the game like it's competitive because even if you do the like even if you if, if the if the touchdown off the blocked field goal had counted right I I still don't think we win that game just because there's so much bad going on specifically in our passing game. Uh, but there's 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 a few key things that you look at and say, you know, you are this away. You know, if, if, if Ben Roethlisberger was able to play, like, honestly, early 2020 Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not asking for 
you know, turn back the clock here. But if, if he could find that, Ben Roethlisberger, when he had an offensive line in 2020, was a good quarterback, a very good quarterback, a dark horse MVP quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger, without that line, has been has been pretty bad. If somehow that can write itself, this is a good team because that I this the run game is there if the offensive line can get together if the passing game isn't letting teams just tee off on the run game if the defensive if the defense can get a little bit healthier I think they're going to be very good so I, I think we're we're not that far away from from a, being a good team if you look at the areas that need to improve. Uh, and the number of them are not huge. It's not like everything stinks, right? There's some key problems going on. The problem is those problems don't have any really good solutions that, that are visible right now. Like, it's basically, can Ben be better? Can the offensive line, like, skip a year of development and just be good already? Like, that's where we are. But if something happens and that happens, we're still we're still in that, you know, kind of where we were preseason. If if the offensive line develops before Ben Roethlisberger is is toast, this offense could be good still. So, like you said, there is a ton of ifs, uh, and yeah, Ben Roethlisberger so is clearly uh, the biggest if. And oddly enough, by uh, people who listen to my live mic podcast uh, that dropped on Tuesday morning, uh, would have heard me say. Uh, and a lot of it had to do with the perhaps making a change at the quarterback position, how that could uh, speed up uh, the process of the Steelers finding their next, or at least uh, attempting to find their next franchise QB. Uh, and within it, one of the things I kind of brought up is, yeah, if, this, if Ben continues to struggle, you might hear some sort of injury that may be some sort of a phantom injury that kind of uh, allows them to put him on the IR. So instead of saying, oh, you're benched, Ben, now you're just on IR and you can retire at the end of the year without uh, the embarrassment of being benched at the end of your career. Lo and behold, a little bit later on that day, uh, Ben Roethlisberger is diagnosed with a hip injury. That is, in Ben Roethlisberger's own words, and I quote, left his hip black and blue, uh, which kind of seemingly kind of came out of nowhere. Any concerns behind this injury, Jeffrey? And uh, do you think uh, that could potentially be the one that takes him out for, uh, for I guess, what could be the the, uh, the last couple games of his career? I, I, I don't know what to – I mean, we've talked about this before. What do you do with a Ben Roethlisberger injury? How do you how do you, how do do you you treat a Ben Roethlisberger injury? You don't know if it's one of those Ben Roethlisberger injuries where, you know, his arm's falling off, but it's okay. I can still lead a touchdown drive. Or if it's one of those, like – I, I hurt myself and I can't play football, like, at all. Like, I'm just going to be absolutely terrible and then miss a week. Uh, so, I don't know. Hip injury? I don't know. His his footwork is already a mess. Uh, they Like, it, it's crazy. This is the first time, like, this, this whole execution and uh, his mechanics have become an issue, right? And that, that people are talking about. And it's never been a thing. And he, he even, like, the... Someone was showing the clip from him talking to Phil or Chris Sims in 2019, where he's asking him about this stuff, and he's sitting there with that huge bag on his arm uh, of ice before he injured it, you know, and was done. And he's asking him about some of his mechanics, and Ben's like, "I, I don't know, I don't know. I just, I just throw the football. I don't know." And he's like, "You've seriously never worked on mechanics, like high school didn't work on mechanics. Like uh, my dad taught me how to throw. Like, you know, like." This guy has never worked on this stuff, and now 
you know, he's got some injuries. Things aren't going the same way. And now his mechanics are bad. And they're trying to fix mechanics for a guy who's never, never worked on his mechanics. Hip injury, not going to help that. But if we want to get into the potential, if you want to get into like the potential drama around this hip injury and what, you know, kind of conspiracy theories we can cast a web over here. I'd like to point out, you got Von Miller at quarterback. Right, not quarterback. You got Von Miller rushing the quarterback. You've got basically nobody good at right tackle, right? You've got Dan Moore Jr. at left tackle. They can move Von Miller wherever he wants, as long as it's on the edge. And he's going to have a very favorable situation for rushing. Add in that Najee Harris has not been good pass blocking, especially coming out and helping against edge rushers. He's gotten blown up a few times on those. Uh, I think he's actually missed more blocks than he's made. So there's not much help either. Like, this is not a game you want Mason Rudolph playing, right? If Ben Roethlisberger can turn it around in this game, great. If he can't, the next game is Seattle. Mason Rudolph's played Seattle. He actually did really good against Seattle, right? And the game after that is... The situation that I've dreaded is Ben Roethlisberger in Cleveland. Uh, because right now, Cleveland, their pass rush, their front four is getting after it. Uh, and if you've got to deal with Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, like Jadavion Clowney's not great, but is he going to beat Dan Moore Jr.? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to beat Dan Moore Jr. Like he's not that, he's like, he, he's not a technician, but you don't have to be. We got a rookie who shouldn't be starting, right? At, at left tackle. So, to me, like, seriously, Miles Garrett versus Dan Moore Jr., that's coming in a few weeks. Uh, we get we get Von Miller this week. If that's bad, you know, you know what's coming in a couple of weeks. I don't I don't want to see Ben Roethlisberger facing Cleveland. I, I really hope he is kind of like out of picture for that game because he has destroyed that team for so long. And in that playoff game, and like like let's say Miles Garrett gets him like three times and they end up hurting Ben and that's it, right? If they end his career, this is a city that has celebrated, you know, Turkey Jones taking out Terry Bradshaw for a long time. They still, like I have friends in Ohio who who, who will watch that highlight of him dumping Terry Bradshaw on his head and still be excited about it. And they weren't alive back then. But that's Cleveland, right? Like I don't want to see Cleveland end Ben Roethlisberger's career. That's why I don't want to see. So I'm 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 hoping my little conspiracy theory is we see Mason Rudolph play against Seattle. Come in, maybe come in for Ben and play in Seattle and then face the Browns and hopefully do better than last time. <laughs> now we will get in the matchup here quickly, but one more thing on Ben here. And I, I know the stats thing and it, it it's 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 something that is important to people's resume. Of course, Ben Roethlisberger now passing Dan Marino in that all-time pass yardage in a career list. Uh, hit his 400 touchdown. He still has a number of, of accolades he can hit throughout the, the rest of this season, and, and he can move his name up uh, to be in the top five of pretty much every uh, passing category. Will he get the opportunity to complete these? Um, is is this his team no matter what? I, I'm I'm As much as I just said what I'd like to see happen, uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's his. I think this is his year. This is his swan song. Um, 
like we've pointed out before on the show, you know, the Steelers were kind of stuck with him this year, whether they wanted him or not. The salary cap dropping uh, really, really tied their hands, and they had to keep him. Uh, and I think if he's there, you play him. Like, I, I think you almost have to. And if it's really bad, I mean, if it's really bad, then yeah, let it be bad. Let it go. Like if we could, if we can do a three-win season with Ben Roethlisberger, we can turn around and draft his replacement. Right, we're in range at that point to actually get a quarterback. So for me, I, I do think they'll they'll keep him in until until it's really blatant, until it's really bad. Like it's going to have to be really, really bad. Uh, and I I think, I think part of the reason is. The relationship he has with the Roonies, uh, they'll they'll sacrifice the season for him, in my opinion. I think they really will. Now, of all years to uh, to have a, a down season to draft a quarterback, this isn't the year for it. There's still yeah, some decent quarterbacks out there, but who knows if there's a, even one that's worthy of a top five pick. Heck, one worthy of a top ten pick, especially at this rate. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> some mixed feelings towards that. But uh, who knows? If you have a high pick, then maybe you get uh, your next franchise left tackle for the next 10, 15 years, and you, you never have to worry about your quarterback's blind side uh, for the foreseeable future. So, no, that's that's definitely a, a thought to keep in mind here. Uh, but kind of getting into this Sunday's matchup against the Broncos, how do you kind of anticipate uh, the Steelers' uh taking on the Broncos offense and whether or not uh, they're, they're facing down Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke. Is that going to be a big difference for this team? Yeah, I'd love to see Drew Locke. I'd love to see true Drew Locke. TJ Watt ate his breakfast, lunch, and dinner in Denver that first time. They like he was he was shell shocked from the start of that game. I loved it. Uh so I'm I'm all about, you know, let's bring on Drew Locke. Uh, especially, especially with the development from the last game of Devin Bush's blitzing. Devin Bush wasn't a good blitzer, and then this we're seeing him get the opportunity, and he's doing it now. He's he's gotten better at that. Uh, he he had this sack, of course, and then he had another pass that he disrupted. Uh, so that that's a huge step because his team has not been able to blitz. But yeah, if you can if you can get pressure on Drew Locke, that's who you want to face. You absolutely want to face Drew Locke. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Ted Bridgewater's a bit tougher, even without, you know, a Jerry Judy, even without a Hamler, who are both just deadly in quick short routes. Uh, I, I don't. I think that that matches up better with us than than a guy who's going to throw deep and panic when he gets pass rushed. Uh, but I, I still think we have a shot against Bridgewater because I think a lot of our weaknesses we showed, especially with Aaron Rodgers, were were shots down the field. Beating a guy like James Pierre and Dime, being able to you know get these matchups and, and beat them one on one, Denver right now doesn't have the receivers to do that. So for me, I'm I'm a little more confident either either way with either of them. I think we have a decent shot on defense to contain their offense. How how much did uh, the Steelers miss Chase Claypool against the Green Bay Packers? And uh, if he's back in the lineup. What can we expect to be different for the offense this week compared to last week? I I think the big difference was Green Bay didn't respect seam routes, post routes, any any of those routes that we normally run with Chase Claypool just didn't respect them. That's why Juju was open on them and Ben missed him. 
and 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 people have talked about the fact that Claypool practiced. You know, he was in there for a lot of the preparation that week. And then those are the routes he usually runs. Juju ran them. Juju was open and Ben threw it over his head. If that's Chase Claypool, it's not over his head. Right? That's if if you take Juju Smith Schuster, you put his hands up, the ball's going just against the tops of his fingertips. If that's Chase Claypool, that's in his hands. That's right there. He's probably doing his jump around backwards catch he likes to do, but uh, you know, those are those are likely catches. So I, I think they did miss him, especially in how Green Bay defended us. Uh, and I, I really think <clears throat> as much as we're seeing Deontay Johnson really have what's looking like a breakout season uh, for him, I, I think Chase Claypool really opens things up for, for a lot of the offense by being out there and just the threat he creates and the the, the deep threat he is. Now you're trashing uh, Chase Claypool's uh, turn and catch thing. He does is that because he's Canadian? Uh, is that is that what's uh, is built up here? Huh? Yes, yes. It's all about it's all about he's. It's like the I don't know maple leaf turn. I don't have a way to do, turn that. Is it a hockey move? He's been around like his his whole thing last year where they were like stay on your feet, man. Like they were even yelling to him. They'd be like stay on your feet because he he would turn and jump and then go down. I mean, he's secure the catch, but. I'd like to like you rarely see him reach out and catch it going forward, because well, you got to finish the move and put the puck in the in the top corner of the net. That's right. That's what it is. Been a Rama there, right? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll save that for the ice. But uh, anywho, uh, <laughs> moving forward with this matchup, Pat Farmuth is another name uh, that has kind of been an interesting spot because he's been running open pretty often. He's been playing pretty well through four games. Uh, ben Roethlisberger's been missing him a ton and not just not getting him the ball. What's the yeah. deal with that? Uh, why why isn't he getting the ball? Like, am I wrong? Is he not running open a whole heck of a lot of the time? Well, my counter question would be, like, when has Ben Roethlisberger ever really used the tight ends well? And really, there's like there's like two seasons. There was that one season uh, where we had nobody at wide receiver, and Heath Miller, you know, had his best season. Uh, was I don't remember what season that was. And then there's was 2018 when Jesse James and Vance McDonald were just always open, like 20 yards, 15, 20 yards downfield, and they were actually catching the ball. Those are the only seasons he really throws the ball to tight ends. And one game of Ladarius Green going off against the Giants. Just just one game. One game. One game. So I I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, I know he throws to Deontay Johnson a ton. I think he gets into that kind of, I mean, if you watch the Steelers, he throws out routes. He throws those five-yard out routes now. Like, like it's it's the only route in the world he can see. Like, it's a flat or an out route. He does not like going to the middle of the field. And uh, that's that's where the tight ends are, you know. That's where they are, uh, wide open or otherwise. They're there. And he's even when he's taking that shot, I mean, he had Pat Fryermuth on a seam in the end zone, and he, he threw it outside of him and instead of leading him downfield he threw it outside it's like oh it's frustrating to watch on film just seeing like how many times he's just either not going that direction or he's throwing it outside of him now can we just throw out uh any anticipation of Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball down the middle of the field down the seam between the hashes can we expect any of that at any point or should we should we just forget about that portion of the field because Ben's just not throwing that ball anymore. I'd like that to change. 
we we saw this kind of Ben Roethlisberger for a while last season, and we also saw the second half of the Colts game, him get a little confidence in the in the offensive line, and start throwing those throws again. Maybe that can happen. Uh, the hard thing is though, it's going to happen this week. You know when you've got an edge rusher out there with no tackles to block him. Uh, I, I just don't, yeah, I just don't know how we're going to see Ben Roethlisberger improve when he's got Von Miller over there. That's really the situation to me. I, I think, I think the Steelers really need, need to get, refine the defense, you know, find that defense that really can dominate a game, uh, to really set the offense up. And my, my key for the game, if you want to get into that, I don't know if you're saving it or for you, we can get into that now. Uh, but Go my big it. key for the Steelers on offense is winning the middle of the line. The middle of the line for Denver is tough, but we just saw the Steelers' offensive line play a great game against Green Bay, especially in the run game. Uh, I, I said this a couple times. Najee Harris had nine first down runs. One was a one-yard touchdown. And in the other eight, he had, he had over four yards five times. Five of those eight runs were four yards or more on first down. Second and six, second and five, second and two even. Those are incredibly winnable downs. That's a win on first down. And yet the majority of those we squandered. We have to win the on first downs. And then Ben Roethlisberger has to do something once we do. Once the, he, you know, Najee is getting them in favorable downs. That's the key to our game on offense. And, and I'd love to see this offensive line, you know, stack good games. Or they won the middle against Green Bay, win the middle against Denver. It's a tougher matchup, but I'd love to see him pull it off. See, if I if I get my key of the game, uh, it's just going to continue being Ben Roethlisberger has to throw the ball accurately and down the field. Like if he can't do that, like does it matter? I, I'm going to start to sound like a broken record. Well, exactly, because uh, he has to be able to do it. He has to he has to play quarterback in the NFL like a quarterback in the NFL. And in, until we yeah. get that, it's going to be hard to win football games. Yeah. And really, that's that's about it for my key. And that's going to be the key each and every week until Ben figures it out or he ends up on the bench. Uh, I hate to say it, but that's the position uh, we currently uh, see ourselves in. And really, it's kind of regardless of the opponent now, too. Uh, so that that's the big key there. Uh, kind of moving over to the defensive side of the football, though. Uh, a week ago, TJ Watt, despite still like visually looking uh, to be playing banged up, uh, had two of the most uh, kind of ridiculous sacks that any uh, player could have in their career, <laughs> let alone the same game, having uh, accidentally tripped Aaron Rodgers for a sack and then Rodgers sliding in the pocket and TJ just happening to be the closest guy to him. Uh, despite that ridiculousness, uh, do you expect uh, TJ to start kind of getting better and become that game uh, record that we really saw in those first, uh, what, game and a half of the season? I think that's our key on defense and not just him. Uh, he's the big one, though, so let's go to him. I, I think absolutely he's key, and the problem is we're talking about groin injuries, um, and groin injuries are, are always worry me because sometimes they just heal and you're fine. Other times, especially guys who are powerful and big, uh, the two that stand out to me in Steelers history were Jerome Bettis and Lamar Woodley. Both lost a lot of agility and a lot of explosiveness when they had groin injuries and afterwards. They just were never quite the same player again. Uh, I'm hoping with TJ Watt and Devin Bush we see something different. 
But last week, I mean, Green Bay, they, they, they've talked about it. Aaron Rodgers isn't as fast as he used to be. But he flat out outran T.J. Watt twice in that game. He outran T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt does not get outrun by quarterbacks. We like the, He's the dude running them down. When it was him and Bud Dupree, quarterbacks didn't go outside because you were going to get run down and, and knocked out. He just flat out outran T.J. Watt to the end zone, and then he outran him a second time. Uh, we saw Devin Bush out in position to, to make a tackle on Aaron Jones, and Aaron Jones outran him and was able to turn the corner on him. Uh, that's not Devin Bush. That is not Devin Bush. Devin Bush has run down much faster players than Aaron Jones and not let them turn the corner. You just you just go you run to the sideline and you're just running out of bounds as Devin Bush doesn't let you gain a single yard. That's what it used to be. So for me, both those players are key. How long is it going to take them to get back? And in the worst case scenario, kind of pile, are they going to be able to get back to where they used to be? Because some players don't. Some players, groin injury, they never are the same player again. Not completely understood on that. Uh, kind of sticking with the defense, though, are, are you starting to get concerned that those turnover numbers just aren't there, especially interceptions? It, it just seems to, uh, outside of that one from Terrell Edmonds, it just hasn't been a thing. They haven't been picking off opposing quarterbacks. Is this, is this starting to be a concern to you? No, I kind of expected it. Uh our turnovers in 2019 uh, were based on some scheme changes. Once people caught up to that and learned, don't throw it, Minka, you know, don't throw these routes to near Joe Hayden. Teams stopped getting intercepted quite as much. And then after that, it's it's off pressure. It's off blitzes. Really is where we got interceptions is quarterbacks who weren't smart enough to not throw when they're going to get hit, getting hit. And, you know, passes getting disrupted and you get an interception, you get a turnover. So for me, the, the turnovers are going to come when the pass rush is there. And with Tuit and Alu-Alu out, with T.J. Watt limited, Highsmith not really having, you know, having more of a sophomore sump than a sophomore explosion, like a lot of us predicted uh, him to have, I, I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I really hope we see Melvin Ingram have a game like he was having against the Raiders before T.J. Watt went out. Uh, and they could focus more on him because he was really disruptive against them. And I would love to see him be able to do that against Denver with this pass rush and this, on this team. Because I think that would, that if he is complimenting TJ Watt and he is causing some havoc of his own, then, then this team, this defense is going to be a lot better. They're designed, they're designed to be a defense that gets pressure on the quarterback. And they haven't been that for a couple of games. Now, today, um, at the time of recording, of course, Wednesday night, uh, during Wednesday day, uh, Stephon Gilmore was traded to the Carolina Panthers for just a sixth-round pick in 2023. Of course, uh, before the regular season, the Steelers traded a fifth-round pick in 2023 for another cornerback, Akilla Weatherspoon, who's only played in that Week 2 matchup. Uh, is this uh, starting to become uh, like that bonehead uh, situation? Like, why the heck did the Steelers burn another draft pick? And really, because the trades still affect the comp formula, it seems like the Steelers could lose a comp pick on, on top of this too. Uh, what the heck happened there? Is Witherspoon ever going to see the field? W what's the situation here? I, I honestly don't think he will. Um, the only place that makes sense for me is in Dime. And as long as James Pierre is playing well uh, – 
I mean, they, they gave Witherspoon a shot. He had like a couple of snaps and gave up a touchdown. That's not how you, I mean, that's how, that's how it gets Mike Tomlin. Like if you get a couple of snaps and you fumble the ball on offense, or if you get a couple of snaps and you give up a touchdown, like he gave up there, you don't see the field. You're, you're not coming back. Like you're not getting back on the field. He's not going to do it again. Uh, so yeah, I, it's going to be hard for him to get on the field without injuries, you know, putting him into that dime back role. Would you consider that a, a wasted draft pick uh, just four games after that trade? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I thought it was, like, when they did it, I was like, who? what's he doing? You're upgrading Justin Lane. Like, that's really what you're doing. You're upgrading on Justin Lane, maybe. Justin Lane doesn't give up touchdowns like that one that he gave up. I, I don't, like, oh, I don't, I didn't like the trade. Well, that's just great to hear. But uh, <laughs> as uh, as we're starting to approach uh, the top of the hour here, um, just kind of our closing thoughts on this game before we get into our uh, our score predictions. No, uh, I covered everything I want to cover. It's it's like it's offensive line and bet on offense and on defense. It's are Devin Bush and TJ Watt getting better? Are they getting faster and quicker to the ball? So that's, that's this- really it. The same thing week in, week out until uh, yeah, until those things. <laughs> Man, these shows are going to start get boring. We're just going to say the same thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, Ben still stinks. The old line still stinks. Week 17, ah, <laughs> oh, Ben still stinks. <laughs> if Ben improves and TJ Watts is healthy, then, you know, we, we might go 2-15. Oh, no. Maybe this gives the Steelers, the Steelers a shot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's the final score of this game going to be, Jeffrey? <laughs> oh, I'm going to go... Oh, I've, I picked the Steelers to win last week, and they lost. So I'm going to go uh, Denver 20, Steelers 17. For the second – or uh, the first time ever, I'm going to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers to lose back-to-back games. Uh, uh, this streak's going to continue if they don't uh, do something different uh, soon here. But I think this one's going to be real ugly, like 10-7 Denver ugly at home. And that's just going to be hard to get through. Uh, I got a feel. I got a feeling there could be some stinkers coming up, and that might be the the motivating force behind actually making a change. If uh, if people uh, if those fan numbers, which have already there's already been a ton of empty seats, despite not having fans in the stadium a year ago, uh, I think there's ten thousand empty seats the last time the Steelers were at home. Uh, so yeah, uh, th- they better start playing some more exciting football to get uh, the people back into the building. So I think this one could be ugly. Uh, I think Denver wins uh, barely in a very, uh, very boring type of football game. But uh, Jeffrey, before uh, we sign out, uh, is there anything you want to plug? Yeah. uh, Dave Schofield and I just dropped a vertex today on uh, the run game. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking at the film, trying to think of another film room to put together tomorrow. Uh, It's, it's awful. It's an awful film to watch. I've already covered the run game. That was the nice thing. That's that's pretty much it. Uh, so I don't know. There there may be another film room coming out for me. I, I honestly don't know what I can, what I'm gonna find to do it on. I'm sure you'll find something. Yeah, you, you always uh, dig up good stuff. But uh, before uh, we log off here again, I want to remind everyone: if you're watching on YouTube and Facebook right now, you're only getting about what a third of the your podcast at bindthesteelcurtain.com presents to you so uh, try clicking over to apple Podcasts or spotify pandora wherever you listen to your podcasts 
Uh, just search behind the steel curtain or Steelers. Uh, more than likely will be one of the, the top hits just by searching uh, for your favorite team. Uh, so uh, m- make sure to hit that subscribe button, like, follow, share, five stars, whatever it is to uh, get more eyes on the content. Uh, the more you can help support us, the more uh, we're able to bring more great, amazing Pittsburgh Steelers content out for you. So just make sure you're doing that. And at the end of the day, it's, it's just more free, amazing Steelers content for you. Uh, and last thing, uh, just click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Uh, you'll find it, everything there from breaking news to commentary to film rooms and Vertex articles from Jeffrey Benedict and Dave Schofield. Everything you could want, it's there at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We have the written word and we have the audio platform. So uh, with all that said, I want to thank you uh, all for tuning in to uh, today's version or edition of Know Your Enemy. Uh, for my co-host, Jeffrey Benedict, my name is Michael Beck. Thank you for tuning in. Catch you guys next Oh, how it rips me, but love makes me live for tomorrow. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.